All right. So, what were we talking about before that we should do a sound check I about? I don't know. Uh, about a pen pal. Pen pals. You were you saying you, want, you, you want a pen pal. pal. I don't. I don't want a pen pal. Why the fuck do you a, want? I you are a thirty-three-year-old man. I think so. Here's why the fuck do you want a pen pal? Here's I'm thirty-three my, years you know, old. Here's my thought that about. Fucking I'm, insane. First of all, I'm not thirty-three. Expound. I'm thirty-one. Okay. Uh, second of all, so oh, doesn't I think matter. About a pen pal, like, yeah, there's a, very, a big functional difference <laughs> between 31 and 33. Um, for for me, so first of all, there's like the anticipation of waiting. Everything is so uh, like immediate gratification. Like somebody's gonna send me a note in five seconds. You know, there's like a waiting that comes with it. I think the other thing that's kind of cool about a pen pal is it's like a relative stranger. Like you just have correspondence with somebody that doesn't. And in a way, I feel like you can you can open up to a stranger in a way you can't open up to people whom. You're gonna see tomorrow, and have to live down the shame do, of what you just told them. Do you, do you actually think people have pen pals in this day and age? No. Like, do you I, think people actually write letters? I, I actually, I write letters. I've advocated this on the podcast before. Like, I, if you send us a fucking question through our Gmail, I will write a letter to whomever you want to write a letter to. Like, I don't think people write letters anymore. So, I'm not trying to say, hey, this is gonna be the next fucking big thing. I'm just saying that I think it would be great to have a pen pal, a, 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 a not secret, a, a confidant who's a relative stranger uh, whom I can get objective advice and share my sorrows and successes with, uh, whom I don't have to meet the next day and be like, yeah, the thing I told you about what I did with my wife, just now we got to work together. So why don't you just pretend I didn't say that? Okay. That what I th- yeah, that's what I think. So you want value. a therapist? <laughs> that's what you're saying. Well, I gotta come back to my. You uh, want a therapist? God damn it! That's cool. Live from Fitzgerald's in St. Paul, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude And I want to be who you like me to But we both know I can't do nothing at all Spent so much time talking about starting this podcast, yeah. and then now we're fucking recording. I don't have anything to say to you at all. It? All right, cool. yeah, we're actually doing it. So, awesome. how's your uh, week? Whatever the length of time is between the last time I talked to you, uh, it'd be about a week. Roughly be, a week. La- yeah. Last we chatted was uh, uh, Thursday, so yeah. yeah, it'd be about a week. How was that interval of time for you? That was good. Uh, I found out my uh, the nonprofit I work for actually got there. We finally got our nonprofit status officially from the IRS. Uh, fuck you, IRS, for taking so long to give us our nonprofit status. Um, what did that look like yeah. in the interim? You guys just pretended to be a nonprofit? Well, no, so mean? essentially, you are a nonprofit until the IRS tells you you are not a nonprofit or that you are a nonprofit. So we sent our that application. Sounds like the in. kind of shit people tell themselves <laughs> when they're trying to scam the government. Right, right. I, I 100% agree with that. <laughs> um, so we could function as a nonprofit in certain circumstances, but we couldn't function it as a nonprofit in like the like getting the like 
you don't have to pay taxes on, on certain stuff, things like that. So we, we were functionally a nonprofit until we weren't. And finally, the IRS was like, oh, yeah, you guys are, you guys are a nonprofit. So it, it, took, it took about nine months. It was a grueling process. I spent a lot of fucking time on it. I'm just ready to be done with it. I'm, I'm super excited. On the other hand, like it makes a lot more fucking work for me to do fundraising. So, you know, we'll see. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but congratulations. No, it's, no, no, it's, it, no, it's, it's a good thing. It's, it's amazing. Thing, right? You know, it's, yeah. it's not even, yeah, like, I'm, I'm glad I have more work. I'm glad I have uh, uh, more opportunity to uh, increase my wages uh, in December when I have my meeting with my boss about how much money I should be paid because I should pay a lot more money than I am. Right. So money's good. Money is very good. Yeah. That's a lot of people undervalue money. I think it's yeah, I don't fantastic. Know, I don't know why. One of the one of the key things. <laughs> um, so, I we had a TIFO meeting today. We had the TIFO relaunch oh, yeah, meeting right. tonight. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing. Yeah, only five people came. That's cool. It wasn't so much of a launch as a fucking flatline. I got a question for you. Why don't people care about TIFO? Because people don't understand how fucking hard running a supporters group is. I think it sounds like they do understand that no, they don't I, want any I, part of it. No, I, I, I just, I just don't think, because doing TFO, like being a part of the TFO thing, is not fucking hard, right? See, like I'm, I do TFO. I, can, I, I'm not actually a person who designs TFO. Um, I have no actual like graphic design background or whatever. I believe that. But I will, uh, I'll come and paint shit. Like it's not hard. It's paint by numbers, basically. That's exactly And I think it's mostly it's just people just do not understand. They think it's like a big-ass uh, requirement and thing that they need to do. It's, it, you know, it's not. Like, any of the – and this, this is like a shout-out to all of the uh, our listeners who are, you know, dark clouds or not dark clouds who want to be involved. Like, it's not hard. No. It's a very it's a very small poll. Yeah, and it's you fun. Can, you, you hang can, out with people. Yeah, hang out with you c- you can do as much or as little as you want to, yep. right? So like, I love I love the TFO committee because I can show up and paint, mm-hmm. and I was, I'm not gonna, I'm not doing anything with the design, anything like that. Right. Um, I mean I'm I do I'm I chair the membership and partnership committees. Um, if you are if you have like, you know some business contacts, like hit me up. Like we'll. We'll chat with the you know business committees or right. you know, businesses and stuff like that. It's it's very simple. It's very very easy, you know. So. Right. So one one person who's not a huge steaming pile of human feces. Well, sometimes is, he is. Sometimes, yeah. We got somebody in uh, the studio, and by the studio, I mean the fucking the bar. bar. <laughs> uh, Jamie's here. Jamie, you were at the uh, TIFO meeting tonight. What uh, made you decide you wanted to come? You gotta get. You gotta get close to the mic. It's one of those kind of mics Sorry. where you gotta talk into it. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, Zeller, why don't you? Ma- we're we're, we're a strictly two microphone podcast. Yeah. Most people know that yeah. about us. That, yeah. Why, why don't you tell us a little bit about the meeting? Uh, what did you hear? What what motivated you to to want uh, introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us what motivated you to want to come to that meeting, and tell us about some of the other cool shit that you do for the Dark Clouds. Um, my name's Jamie. Hi, everybody. <laughs> That's a hell of an introduction. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Jamie. <laughs> I love you, David. I love you, too. But I decided to get involved with the TIFO committee because I think we need to become more organized with it and have more planning around it instead of flying by the seat of our pants like we usually do. Um, 
and that's one of the things that was talked about at the meeting um, to be more organized have planned TFO um, have plans on when we're gonna create it uh, when we're gonna build it um, also I am one of the capos for the dark cloud so I'm one of the crazy guys up front with the megaphone yelling and singing and now you're now you're like soft-spoken and really reserved yeah I, I love it yeah so yeah, right we don't usually have guests on this podcast. How does it make you feel to be a, a guest on one of the fucking most critically acclaimed podcasts in the in the I mean, pods podosphere? The, the the podosphere? Yeah. Is that what you're calling it? Yeah, it's what everyone yeah, calls yeah, it. Yeah. What does that make you feel like? It makes me feel bad. But I feel special. I feel like I've been touched. Yeah. Well, Jamie, Jamie is also my mortal enemy. Um, you know, he's one of he's a Man City fan and. Uh, Jamie and I don't get along well, no. generally. We, so. no, we really hate each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jamie and my wife get along very well. But oh, that's not, not surprising. <laughs> I know. I know a lot of people get along well with your wife. Um, so Jamie, you, we're, you know, you know, she listens to this podcast, right? I you, that's the thing you just said. I refuse to believe <laughs> that she still listens to this no, podcast. She still, no, she absolutely listens every week, and she corrects me. She gives me corrections. Oh, that's interesting. She doesn't correct me. She must fucking agree with everything I say. Ah, right. There you go. And if you want to reach out to me with any uh, corrections, you That's, know where to get a hold of me. You have, uh, yeah. you opened Pandora's box. Oh God, my friend. Let's uh, <laughs> let's of, talk about some corrections. soccer. J- Jamie's gonna be around to chime in and stuff. Jamie, we're, we'll we'll ask for your help, and one of us will fucking lean out of the way for for a mic. But we're gonna talk about Montreal. Um, a lot of skid marks and a lot of underwear over that game. So you tell me. Three to two win over Montreal at the at the fucking last gasp. What was your best moment of the game? At the Saputo. The start oh, the, of Saputo. Yeah, the the best part was the fucking absolute meltdown of Montreal. Honestly, um, I mean, I said that don't let go in the notes here. Uh, we lost our shit at the Lake Monster. Um, AJ, mm-hmm. you throwing your water bottle there. Cool. Yeah, mad. Yeah. Um, AJ, who was the chair of the team before you took over, yeah. um, who you know, he had some work stuff. He came up and he had to step away. A little he, incompetence. He was literally yeah. at a wedding. <laughs> he was literally at a wedding uh, on the other side of the Lake Monster, okay. and he heard the dark clouds singing at Lake Monster after that goal, like during the wedding that he was at. So that was, I mean, the Delaney goal was amazing, um, but yeah. I think actually the, the best moment of the game for me was, was the meltdown that followed. Was the yeah was the absolute meltdown and leads me like leads into the, like the referee uh, referee stuff. But yeah, that was the best moment for the game for me. So, uh, so I'll agree the Dunlady goal. I, I don't have a weird like hey what about this like weird buildup that happened in the 30th minute that didn't lead to anything but it looked pretty. It's got to be the Dunlady goal. Didn't see it come in at all. A terrible angle against Lawrence Simon. Um, it's. Everything about it is perfect, and uh, I, I just melted. I, I, I was going to meet a couple of people at a brewery down in Lakeville. They totally stood me up, so I was, like, totally alone. You guys were all partying at Lake Monster. I was fucking desperately crushing, depressingly well, you alone. you should have come up to Lake Monster, man. Oh, yeah, I wanted to go home in a timely fashion, you know, but... Why, why don't you invite Jamie? He's in Savage. That's, like, on the other side of the river, right? He did invite me. I watched from my couch. You fucker. Sorry about that. Everyone, yeah, at least he didn't pretend Bitch. he was going to come. And uh, so so I had a one-man, like, scream fest at the brewery when I saw it. Dunlady goal was incredible. But what was your worst moment? 
of the game. There's got to be one. It wasn't a perfect game. Oh, shit. Where's most? Oh, the, it was the, the VAR review of the handball that TAS on well, Why? I mean, he fucking slam dunked it. I mean, he... It was... J- I mean, just the fact that it happened? It happened, yeah. Okay. Like, the fact that, like, if a goal had been scored at that point, like, if, if Shuttleworth does not step up and make that save, um, we lose this game 4-1. to one. Yeah, I don't right? yeah. Like, it, easily, we lose this game 4-1. to one. Um, I mean, so the worst, worst moment of the, like, you know, the most, like, worst moment of the game is, is literally, like, that penalty and, like, the, uh, the anticipation between... Like calling the doing the fucking box, the box and pointing move, to the yeah. spot, and then sitting there, and you and then, know it's gonna get yeah, yeah. Ignacio Piatti like stepping up to and you're like oh shit this is this is gonna be fucking bad, and then you know that's the worst moment of the game for me, and you know then of course Shadowworth makes the save which is amazing, um, and keeps the games because they, they score there they're up two nothing in the first like 15 minutes of the game, games we're losing that game four to one. Right, I, I don't I don't disagree with that. I, th- I think we're gonna we we have our own meltdown, right? We don't come back from that. Um, I'll say as bad as that was, it's one of those things that if it fucking happens, he, it was bad. He should have had his hand close to his body. There's no reason for him to go in there like a fucking base runner coming into home. But um, I would say if you want to call it a moment, the first 15 minutes of that match on aggregate, almost no possession, entirely overrun. Uh, no answers in the midfield. I think specifically the midfield is where we have to answer for that. Um, we need our midfielders to play some defense, win the ball, and then hold on to it for a spell so we can we can you know uh, cool down the momentum of the other team. Colin Martin took some time to settle into this game in his role, so that cumulatively was pretty depressing to me. I'm going to turn it over to Jamie real quick. Jamie, do you got a, a highlight or a low light of the game that really um, got your whiskers? I was gonna make a fucking metaphor that doesn't. It's not a real metaphor, and now I don't know where I'm going. What what uh, what did it for you, Jamie? Uh, the highlight for me was actually seeing Christian back out there. Yeah. And I mean, regardless home. of even having the goal, you just be just happy to see him healthy I, I and get back out there. I was happy to see him back out on the field. The goal, the goal was just a bonus. Right. Uh, you know, I I feel like Christian. I mean, maybe I'm jumping ahead, but. Christian did something that we've criticized Christian uh, for before. He doesn't always really find the game. Like, if, if you can put something at his feet, he can do it. He's a good finisher. He can score a goal. But it's not like he was helping the build up much with positioning and stuff like that. He just kind of was waiting for his opportunity. I feel like Christian can do more as a, as a striker. So I was a little uh, peeved about that, but he got a goal. What can you say? Yeah. So uh, your most what-the-fuck moment of the game, Zeller. Uh, all right. So, I mean, this is kind of funny. The most motherfucking moment of the game is, like, the Ramirez goal celebration. I didn't really understand what was going on when he called the ball boy over to give him a ball so he could put it under his under his shirt. Uh, like, obviously, we all know now that Ramirez's uh, wife is pregnant, and congratulations to both of them. That's amazing. It's awesome. That's a really weird, like... Why not get the ball like from out of the net? From from the net, exactly. <laughs> you're bringing it back to the center, anyways. Like so, that was, I mean, in a game that was there had there was a bunch of what the fuck moments, but like I was that really like I appreciate that, and I appreciate that he like kept it from everybody else. Like no one knew. That is kind of maybe cool, maybe you tell somebody like, oh, hey, by the way, if if I score a goal, grab the ball from the net so I can 
put it underneath so I can do this thing, yeah. which is great and amazing and, and awesome. No plan there. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, that was the most what the fuck moment for me. I would have had like a pregnancy test that I pulled out of my jock <laughs> and would have held Just it like up and be like, in the, like... Hold it up like Lion King style, like... Maybe that should Bad be, <laughs> dude. Maybe that should be the tifo for the last game of the year. We should. It should just be a huge pregnancy test that has like a picture of Christian behind it, going like, oh, like a Home Alone pose, like, oh. That would be the dumbest you're, tifo you're, possible. You're in charge of that shit now, man. So. That would be the worst Listen, tifo. Ten, ten sevens not far away, so get on that shit. Maybe we should just all bring bring a birth control tests and just throw them onto the pitch or something like. That. Um, no, that's not another bad idea. That's, a, um, that's not a terrible idea. For for me, honestly, the the meltdown at the end, I know you talked oh, about that yeah. in a different context. For me, the meltdown at the end was the most what-the-fuck moment. Um, you've got serious fighting, Kevin Molino and Victor Cabrera um, you know, going at it, having to be pulled apart, really strange. Um, the referee, we'll talk, about, we'll talk about Ted Uncle in a moment, is doing nothing to stop this. He's not even taking any part in keeping this separated. And I will say the, the build-up to it, which involved a pretty bad tackle on Nicholson and then an unforgivable tackle on Molino from Cabrera. Ibsen wanted to get into it because he's trying to protect Molino and stuff. Um, all that was horrendous. And then to lead to the fight afterwards, big fucking mess. Yeah, Anyways. 100% so, agree. So your uh, official scorecard for the game, what is your, uh, uh, your rating for the match official? At best a D. At best a D. Um, you, you pointed out in your 55-1 preview, like, this guy loves to get cards. Yep. Just, okay, that's acceptable. Um, he, both handballs were technically correct, but he could have probably looked the other way on both of them. Oh, but the, the T-Sin handball was an obvious handball. I mean, maybe the other no, one it wasn't. was No, it wasn't. It he had wasn't. his hand up in the air like he was in school. It took VAR to correct that, so I'm not. Well, he blew it in the first instance, and that's his fault. I'm not saying that. That's fair. Anyways, so you know, they're both like both dodgy calls, Um, and then just the way that the the ref handled the end of the game, um, it like I'm surprised that uh, Cabrera did not break somebody's leg. And right. all the shit that he and was he, doing, and he, and he didn't get a card or anything. No, he got he got a card. Did he? And, okay. You no, know, he got a card in the. In no, the, he got a card for the Nicholson the thing, not for minute. the Molino. No, thing. not in the Molino thing. But okay. Yeah, like he could have broken Molino's leg with the way yeah. the way he's fucking stomping that shit. So he, the referee definitely did not um, did not manage the game well, and like was like actively not managing the game well. At the end of the at the end of the match. So. Yeah, he he always stands and shakes people's hands after the game. That's a Ted Uncle thing. He did that despite fighting breaking out. You can't put your head in the sand in that moment. You've got to do something. Um, so I, yeah, a D or worse. I don't have much to add to what you said. I will. I'll, I guess I'll add this one thing. However, um, this is the same referee that Orlando City was doxing earlier. I know that's incorrect usage of the term. Um, that Orlando City wanted to harass Ted Uncle for a call. He had made a red card. Uh, uh, don't start harassing him, anybody. Montreal, God, no. Minnesota no. fans, nobody deserves that. It's fucking ridiculous. But he was bad, so was leave it at that. Very bad. He's still bad. So uh, the next Freddie Adu award for the star of the game, who gets that? Um, I mean, I say Babushelos in the running. Like that save literally saved this game for Minnesota. Certainly but true. But Ibsen, Ibsen literally had 
one of the best games he's ever had as a loon. It was so, beautiful. It was great yeah. out there. Like, like Ibsen, for me, it was the best the best player in the match. Yep, I put Ibsen, uh, you know, no question. Um, the the Dunlani goal was, was really special. Great to see Ramirez out there. Um, all that stuff. Uh, Finley was crucial, even though he didn't find the score sheet. But it's got to be Ibsen. Holy cow, he made everything happen. Maybe a little tougher. Who's your next Freddie Adu award for the shittiest player of the game? Let's see, let me scroll down. Oh, yeah. Copious notes is yeah. a very well-organized podcast. Uh, I mean, you know, the Whitecaps players, Carrera and Romero, swing in fists at the end of the game. Like, that was shitty. And, again, that was they partially. So they win the Freddie Adu Award for their <laughs> Shitty, extracurriculars. Shittiest players of the game, okay. yes. Um, and, again, this pr- primarily brought on by the fact that the referee did not have control of that game. So... Yeah, that's true. I, um, for me, I'm going to go with Colin Martin. I talked about him having an opportunity to um, uh, oh, yeah, boss Colin as a defensive midfielder, midfielder uh, a little bit better, particularly in those first 15 minutes. I don't think it was god-awful, but um, you know, if I'm trying to pick somebody who stood out as, boy, here's still an opportunity, Colin Martin didn't – I think Colin Martin was misdeployed. He's not a defensive midfielder. I think he could do better in, in his uh, position he would more succeed in, but, boy, he did not succeed in the position he was asked to do, so – uh, Jamie, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna put you on can the spot. Can I actually? Yeah, interject. I mean, I'm remiss to say this, but I think Ibsen or sorry, not Ibsen, Ibarra actually didn't have a great game either. He didn't have a great game. And I agree is, with that. Which is really fucked up because both Ibarra and Martin were deployed in this game, which I think I think Adrian Heath actually was sort of like, oh, it's like a throwaway game. Like, if we get thing something great, if we don't. <laughs> And in, in calling it a throwaway game, he put the lineup out there that's pretty close to what we would have put out exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. And both of the pl- those players did not actually it's, play well. I, I still like. I still want to see Ibarra out there, but yeah, you're right. He did. He didn't. He did not advance his cause too much with what we saw that night. So, uh, Jamie, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you have a, like a best and worst player that you saw? He's not used to the rapid fire dialogue that we usually yeah. have. He's got to think about it. The best I'd actually go with Ibsen, but I do want to give a special award to Johan for actually doing something and trying to break up that fight at the end of the game. Oh, that was something. Yeah, yeah. at least Wait, he, jo- he made. Johan was trying to break up the fight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. good for one thing. Yeah, so as he much actually, as he's he done, yeah. Did something for once. <laughs> <laughs> something positive. Yeah, nobody's okay. nobody's better at standing in the way than Johan. So yeah, he's. All right, so that was a great call out. Thank you, Jamie, for your valuable contributions. Um, that's all we got for Montreal. Let's talk about news. There is news. There's real god-awful news. Yeah. That's not god-awful, man. Um, so, uh, Chris White. Chris Wright. Chris White. He's a Chris ghost. White. Chris White. Um, he's a White Walker. Chris yeah. Wright. Uh, he's former T- Timberwolves and Lynx president. Uh, he's been named CEO of Minnesota United. He takes over uh, both the sport and business sides. This is a... Uh, Big thing for Minnesota United. I think Very this big. is a thing that um, should have been happen- should have happened literally like a year ago, but whatever. You know, we're just some humble podcasters over here. We don't um, know. Yeah. He's a good guy. I, I actually I met him last night. Um, I think he's very invested in this in this, and he has uh, a lot of connections in this soccer community. Um, I think he's just he's going to be like the architect of of what Minnesota United will look like in the next three to five years. I hope so. It's, it's, you know, this isn't a position that it existed before. I'm going to throw this out there, but I'm not going to spend much time speculating on it. 
There's not been a lot of word about what Nick Rogers' future looks like. He's obviously been the president. There are organizations that separate the roles of president and CEO, so it's not like it's a given that he's out, but the team has given a lot of no comment to that kind of thing, and so you you speculate, you know, uh, but I'm, I'm not going to go any further with that. Um, but I think I, it, I, I will nothing. say that it will be interesting to see the degree to which his responsibilities are different than responsibilities that have been served by people currently there, uh, to do the degree to which he will usurp some of those responsibilities, where is there going to be overlap. I think his role has yet to be uh, really truly defined, but it's the right move by the team. I'm excited about it. I also said on Twitter, Chris Wright, one hot piece of ass. He's, he's an attractive dude. Not going to lie, I met him yesterday. I didn't meet him, but I I, him. all I, I did was said he was a hot piece of ass. I have a picture it's with him. He's a, he's a very attractive guy. I don't know. Whatever. Fair enough, yeah. So, uh, Jamie, you want to weigh in on this? Uh, How attractive he, Chris Wright is? Yeah, do you want to weigh in a, on that? And a 65-year-old uh, white man? I'm going to pull a turkey. No comment. No guy. Oh, yeah, wow. <laughs> That's fair. You should, you, should, you should work for the club. That's yeah, incredible. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Other news. All right, so there was uh, – I don't know if you guys all saw this. On uh, Wednesday, uh, before uh, – I didn't even realize it until after we recorded the podcast on Thursday, which just dropped yesterday. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's uh, the, the Day in the Life video, of which not one, but two days are prominently featured. I wasn't one of them. Well, I was. You were one of them. Oh, was I? Yeah. You, I haven't you, seen you're it. You're in the video. Am I? Yeah. I'm. 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 I'm very prominently featured in the video. You are you you can see they can see you in the oh I just in, in a, a shot pan, of like me. a panorama like oh but you are very visibly there okay so yeah I didn't I'm even not, I'm not sure if David I thought, Baker's it, was, yeah, in I thought there. it was Dave Baker I didn't yeah, even know no, where no, it was you in. know I'm not sure if Dave Baker's in there um, I lose I, I lose sight of all the shirtless T and E guys they, it's, they, they all, all mel- fucking they all look melded, the same meld into one <laughs> so Dave Baker might be in there so it might be three Daves but, okay uh, you know so, excellent yeah. All right, uh, yeah. Uh, so how, how? Yeah, you were interviewed and stuff for that, right? Yeah. Uh, How'd they go? It went well. Um, my wife was literally sitting right next to me. You don't see her the entire entire interview, which is perfectly Anna in the, in that regards. Um, but it was great. So yeah, I mean, just talking about the dark clouds and all the all the awesome shit we do. And how could it be bad? Like, yeah. You know, I, I I feel like I did a pretty good job of. Eloquating, elocuting why, like why I joined the Dark Clouds and why the Dark Clouds are important to me. So, right. I don't know. Check it Excellent. out. It's uh, it's on the uh, Miss United website. It's on the YouTube channel. So, well, th- thank well, you for being a. I'm gonna link to it because you know. Why yeah, not? do it. Well, thank you for being a good advocate for the group and yeah, uh, an yeah. evangelizer for our causes. And uh, the next, the next bit of news I got a comment about, but you can you can break it for us. Um, all right, so it was announced today that Jim Oliver, uh, who's been a long time, he's been the basically the president of the Dark Clouds for, I want to say, five years or so. Um, he stepped down. Um, Abe Apodi, who's a very good friend of mine. Um, actually, Abe and I went to high school together. Really? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, Central, yeah. Abe and I went to high school together at Central. Uh, he's uh, going to be the interim president until... Uh, the board uh, elections happen and the new stuff happens. So, um, I want you know. I just want to say, like Jim, did a lot of really awesome shit for this organization, yeah. for the Dark Clouds. Uh, specifically, like you know, like he picked people like you and me and 
like brought like I was like, hey, do some more shit. So, mm-hmm. you know, just this is not a Dark Oz podcast. It's a Mr. United podcast, but we're Jim is important to Minnesota soccer. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, I, w- I want to make this yeah. call out. There was like an internal comment. Somebody looked at the letter that went out from Abe, who is now the, the interim president, and commented out saying, man, this reads like uh, like Jim was like had sexual misconduct and he was like kicked out or something. <laughs> like, I want to be super duper clear. Yeah. It's nothing like no. that. Jim chose to step down. He, he's got two kids now, both of them very young, yeah. uh, one he of them four and one of them not just, one. Just had a kid like. Yeah. Nine months ago. So, yeah. so I mean, I mean, he's he's very yeah. busy as many of us are. He he made the choice to support the group better by a reduced role. Jim is a great guy. No kind of controversy there. Abe's a great guy. In case anybody read that letter and had the same feeling, nothing to that at all. Okay. So yeah. so, ne- so, <laughs> so there's that. Love you, Jim. I'm yeah. sure he's an avid listener, right? Yeah. Uh, last bit of news here. Go ahead. No, you take this one. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll throw this out there. Minnesota was, and this is released today, uh, from the disciplinary committee, the DISCO, as we like to call them. Uh, Minnesota was given a, a warning as a team for the mass confrontation uh, event that happened at the end of the Montreal game. Uh, because it's the first time that happened this year, we just got the one warning. Um, Montreal also got a warning. Uh, also, both uh, Cabrera as well as Molino were each given fines for the altercation that happened at the end. Now, Cabrera... I could argue all day long that he was he was trying to relive that McGregor Mayweather fight. Um, I cannot figure out what Molino must have done well, to get a fine. Molino was fined for being the guy who almost got his uh, femur snapped. That seems like not the kind of that doesn't no, seem like I, a good enough reason. I mean, it's it's the fucking MLS, dude. Yeah. Oh, I got it. All right. So you're supposed to call so it the MLS. So we're done. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're done. Okay. The MLS. Oh, yeah, that's, MLS. that's the worst thing you. You're yeah, the, you want to dig at MLS. You're the worst pieces of shit ever. The disco. All right, nobody dancing there. So let's move on to looking ahead to what's going to come up this weekend. We have our penultimate home game. Only one home game after this. It's going to be against the FC Dallas Burn Bulls. Um, let's get tactical and talk about uh, who's good, who's bad, and how should we play them. But first, I'm going to throw this out there. Dallas is now winless in nine consecutive games. They are tied on points for the last playoff spot in the West, but currently they're on the outside looking in on uh, goal differential. Dallas on a tailspin. Yep. Right you are. So uh, let's talk about it. Who's good? Um, recently, nobody. Yeah, that's fair. Well, so we got uh, like, Maxi I mean, uh, Rudy. Yeah, he's, he's got twelve yeah, goals, as he's many decent, as Christian Ramirez. He's decent, yeah, five assists. Yeah, that's 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 good. Um, but this team has been playing like shit recently. They've been uh, similar to the Revs. They've been a situation where uh, the sum of their parts is is uh, greater than the whole. I guess yeah. does that make I mean, sense? Like the pieces should be better than than it, the performance. It, it honestly, like the only like the only saving grace of of FC Dallas. I know you mentioned this in like the show notes. It's like Jesse Gonzalez is like at, literally been the only saving grace for them. Like the fact great that great goalkeeper. The fact that they've not like completely fallen off the table is because of Jesse Gonzalez. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, he's 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 who's good. Mm-hmm. That's literally it. I'll remind people who can't remember back to the game earlier this year. 
perhaps the only reason we didn't escape Dallas with points is because he Jesse stood on Gonzalez. his head. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And he continues to do that, although he has a worse team, a worse performing team playing in front of him. So, um, For who's good, I said Max Rudy. He's got 12 goals, he's got five assists. Kellen Acosta is still good, but he's been less effectual out of that central midfield role. Um, he's not a guy out of the central midfield who's putting up a bunch of numbers. He's not getting on the score sheet, but he's sort of pulling strings and helping things happen. And by the way, the dude is still very young. He's got time to grow up and still uh, mature into a, a great player. He's been getting some U.S. men's national team attention. So so he's obviously good. And, of course, we already talked about Jesse Gonzalez. So it's another case where I'll say, you know, I could talk about Michael Barrios and stuff like that. But it's another case where, like the Revs, they've got great players and it's not adding up to results. But that's probably a good transition into the who sucks column. Who sucks on this team? Right now? <laughs> I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. I mean, literally everybody. Okay. But for Jesse Gonzalez. Let me give you this counterpoint. Um, yeah, please, please do. Please do. I've described Michael Barrios, Kellen Acosta, uh, Maxi Arruti. Those Kellen are all, Acosta's th- actually, I, I'll give you Kellen Acosta. Right. Uh, those are attacking players. Yeah. It's actually been their offense that's been their weakest suit. Their defense is actually um, third best in the West, which, I mean, that's a relative, you know, <laughs> the East is better than the West, too. The shipping goals West. Yeah, yeah. that's not a great comparison. But yeah. um, they actually are third from the top in the West in terms of goals allowed this season. Um, their attack, however, has absolutely sputtered in that nine-game st- stretch. Only twice in that nine games have they scored more than one goal. In five of those nine games, they have scored zero goals and have been totally shut out. Their offense is just not firing. That, in my opinion, starts in the midfield. It starts about having a direct attack, and it starts about feeding the ball to dudes like Maxi Rudy. Uh, I, we probably need to see more production out of Kellen Acosta on the score sheet, more out of Michael Barrios, uh, and it hasn't happened. They've been shut out entirely five games out of the last nine. <coughs> I mean... <laughs> <coughs> He's coughing at the fucking yeah. insight. It's so much, uh, so much insight to So much insight, on. yes. Very yeah. much insight. Very much insight. Um... No man, I, yeah, I, I kind of have to agree. Like, I, I don't watch a lot of FC Dallas soccer because, who the fuck w- like would? If you're not an FC FC Dallas fan. Um, Got to jump through a bunch of hoops just to watch it. Yeah, but, it's a bunch of bull. But I agree. Like they're, <laughs> like, the fact that I mean this team looked so good so early on, right? Um, this team looked like they were a Supporter Shield contender. Yes. So early on, in, at the very beginning of the season. And the fact that they just petered off. It's, I don't know if it's like a, like a swan song or whatever, but it's definitely something that is. Troubling. It's troubling, yeah. For them. Especially for SD Dallas, especially for, uh. You know the folks down there, and when they pride themselves on their their academy program, they have the best academy program uh, for MLS teams in the United States. I don't think there's any question. They still have a relatively young team too. These are guys that have development opportunity. I think for the long term, I'm not worried about FC Dallas, but they they should be doing better. You got to be FC Dallas fans have to be pretty concerned about uh, this year. So, So question, okay, is is Oscar Pereja on the on the hot seat? 
Like Pablo Mastroianni just got let, like laid off but by Pablo had Pablo had well. Yeah. That's fair because Pablo had one really good season where a bad team played good soccer. My opinion is that with Oscar, he has a good team that's playing bad soccer. That's more damning on a coach probably. Um, I don't think he's on the hot seat. I think if he gets if he loses his job, it's not going to be until next year because I think they have a good thing going, great infrastructure. There's no reason to believe that next year should be a repeat of this year. But this doesn't look good. I've, I don't think he's on the hot seat. I, I certainly don't think he's on the hottest seat. Okay. That's fair. Okay. So um, how do we play them? Then? We talked about where, where, where they suck, most of the things, where they're good. How do we counteract that? What does United do? I don't know. Jamie, do you have uh, thoughts on this? <laughs> you put him on the spot. Yeah, some fucking cutting analysis. And we know he didn't prepare anything. What do you think? What do you like? What? Uh, let me ask you the general, more general uh, question. So how do, how do you like to see United play? Or specifically, how do you play play FC Dallas? You fucking. <laughs> He's the What's worst. He? All right, fuck, 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 fuck that guy. All right. Fuck you, Jamie. All uh, right. Drink, drink, drink more beer. Drink um, more beer, then you'll be right. more talking. So, how do we play FC Dallas? We, uh, they're clearly like in a tailspin, right? And they're they're not even like, in the playoffs right now, and which is, for most FC Dallas fans, that's fucking bonkers. Um, I think what we need to do with with FC Dallas is we need to mark man, like men mark like their their strikers, Rudy, those guys, and like as you've been advocating for the entire time we've had this podcast, fucking Counter Strike, like Counter. That's that's all we need to do. I don't understand why uh, Adrian Heath. Does anything other than like plan for a counter, but I anytime I see a box score for Minnesota United that we have more possession, I'm like, oh yeah, we clearly lost that game. We missed 51 percent. We clearly lost that game. Like this team needs to bunker down, and you know we'll see what happens if Brent Coleman's available. If you know, obviously Coleman's back uh, after the after having his his child and all that, which is great. Um, but yeah, we definitely need, this team needs to counterattack, counterattack, counterattack. Yeah, I, I, so I think Minnesota United doesn't have the depth nor the talent to truly flex its um, tactics and its lineup based on the opponent and what they're good and bad at. So I think we have to play to our own strengths, which is great against a team that's struggling because you might be able to bully them into a, a corner in the way that you want. So I think it's got to be quick. It's got to be direct. I'd like to see Miguel Ibarra get another run out. I'd like to see him yes. making, doing what he does best. I, Miguel didn't have a great game against Montreal. He's had, uh, he's had plenty of games this year where it hasn't had great games. I think it's another issue of uh, Heath not deploying him correctly. This is a guy who's most successful when he runs direct at a defense, uh, when he can run out of position and drag defenders with him. Uh, I would like to see Miguel shooting for the seams between uh, the outside back and the center back, making a mega tough decision, making space for an overlapping run from a fullback. This is the kind of stuff he can do. That's what I want to see yeah, from him. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's Ibarra and Ramirez and Molino like, like threading through each other. Like, that's... Do you remember the preseason when we were doing more of that? Yeah. When people were playing positionless. There's literally like a, like a 15, uh, it was 15 beautiful. pass thing that happened between like in it like from the from the back to the front and in a goal. It was like 15 passes. It was 
triple threading. It was amazing. It was so and goddamn I, fucking amazing. I think it's the best way to deploy it. Miguel, as for everything else, um, you, you do. You do, you can concede some possession, even if it's not a full-on counterattack. I think we do well at a counterattack, but even if it's not a full-on counterattack, you're still playing directly, very quickly. You're not sitting on possession, hoping to pick the lock on the defense, hoping for that right pass, because we just don't see enough of the right movement on that. Instead, act quickly, take advantage of your speed, and hopefully you catch him flat-footed. That's got to be the approach. Yeah, I don't understand... Heath's approach. I, so I'm, I'm not happy with it either, but I think he made m as many right calls as wrong calls against Montreal, especially where the lineup is concerned. Let's see if that trend continues is my thought. All right. He almost vomited all over the mic. He doesn't like right. that at all. So what's uh, so I'm going to go to you for a score prediction. I'll give you my score prediction. Then we'll get Jamie back on here. Clearly a lot of insight on that tactical <laughs> analysis. Let's hear, uh, let's hear a score prediction from I him, think, but I'll start with you. I think uh, we got to win this game. One nothing. Only one nothing. Minnesota United. Yeah. I actually I was feeling really good about this. I'm usually the pessimist between the two of us. Uh, I actually had a um, a uh, two to one victory. What do you Jamie, got, Jamie? What, yeah, Jamie, let's hear it. I also have a two to one victory for. He looked at my fucking yeah, notes uh, and he just yeah, he just copied my notes. Just cop copy and paste. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. All right. Uh, every single one of us predicting a Minnesota win, though. I think that that's a, it was a home game God against it. a. Last time we did it's that. It's a tailspin team. Last time we did that, it was what, terrible. I want up you. I go Molino and Ramirez as goal scorers. Okay, right. getting specific. Okay. There you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna predict a Shuttleworth goal and a, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, who fucking knows? I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I uh, predicted a bar goal. That's bold. That's as that's as bold as a Shuttleworth goal. No, I'm just. Okay, so so we've made our predictions. Let's move on to the phase called picks or it didn't happen. We're gonna cover MLS the week that's uh, uh, yet to fall upon us. But first, yeah. let's talk about what happened last week. Not not good for either of us. Not good, Bob. Yeah, not good. Uh, so Atlanta beat Orlando City SC three to or they. They drew 3-3. Three three. Um, neither of us picked that, so good on us. Uh, Vancouver <laughs> and Columbus drew 2-2. Two two. Also, nobody picked that. We don't tend to pick draws. Yeah. Mississippi uh, FC beat Montreal. <laughs> Did not pick that. 3-2. Neither of us picked that. So, yeah. It's really awesome Minnesota we're really good, podcast. Yeah. yeah, we're really good at this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dallas uh, drew the Sounders 0-0. Again, that's no a good result for Dallas. That. Yeah, it's a very good result for Dallas. <laughs> At home. It's a sad comment, but it's still a, a good result for them. Yeah. Uh, the Fire beat DC United 3-0. We both picked that. So As good, well, we should. Yep. Uh, Sporting Kansas City beat New England Revolution 3-1. Cost Jay Hoops <laughs> his job. It did. Jay Hoops. Jay Hoops. RIP Jay Hoops. Um, Jay, Jay Haps is gone now. Yeah, Jay Hoops. Uh, yeah, so he his team shipped ten goals in the in week one, in one week. Not so, good. That's, yeah, that's not, seven not, to nothing not loss. Not that's not what you want. Not great. Not great. Uh, the Rapids uh, drew with NYCFC at home. One one. We did not pick that. Because, good result for Colorado. Yeah, very good result. I mean, you get one more point, and you're still below Minnesota United. <laughs> it's cool. Uh, RSL beat Portland Timbers two to one. You, Dave Martin, picked, picked that one correctly. R RSL's getting hot. Good job. Good job. RSL occupies the final uh, playoff spot in the West now. They do. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> Toronto FC went to LA Galaxy. 
with literally like none of their players and still won four nothing. Brutal. We both rigged that one. Team is brutally good and LA is brutally bad. LA Galaxy is so bad. They're so bad. They should sign some more uh, so like thirty nine year old European players. Yeah. Um, San Jose Earthquakes beat the Houston Dynamo one nothing. You called it precisely. Perfecto, one nothing. And then uh, Red Bulls drew with the Philadelphia Union on Sunday, zero zero in the yeah. in the most MLS game ever. You know, neither, neither of us called that, but I'm looking at that game now and I'm like, how did I not call that a zero zero draw? That looks, know, ex- right? that looks like a zero zero draw all day long. All right, so we're, we w- we'll finish four and seven. We're not going to talk about overall scores. Let's do our uh, <laughs> our picks for this upcoming week. Okay. Uh, you fire them off. I'll respond first. Okay, uh, Jamie, you want if you want to jump in anytime for picks. Yeah, okay. you just crane your neck cool. in and you give us some scores. All right, Atlanta United versus LA Galaxy. I have Atlanta United winning three nothing. I got Atlanta United three one. I got Galaxy a goal. Okay, Atlanta United two nothing. Cool. All right, Toronto FC versus Montreal Impact. I have Toronto FC winning two to one. At Toronto FC winning three to nothing. How do you predict anything but a landslide from these guys? Average. Draw, two to two. He's okay. fucking making these up on the yeah. on the fly. We got to give it to. He yeah. did not plan on being on I'm here li- tonight. I'm literally not writing this shit down. So he we'll, you know, him as gonna, he reacts to it. We're never gonna. All right, Trussy uh, versus Montreal Impact. We already called that one. Two to one. Still two. three to nothing for me. Two Jamie, one. you want to change your call? <laughs> you already called that game. Oh shit. Yeah. Sorry. NYCFC versus uh, Houston Dynamo. Three nothing. I got a two to one. A little cooler than that. Two to one. In NYCFC. Okay. Still fucking cheating yeah. off my sheet. <laughs> All right. Revolution versus Toronto FC. I have uh, 2-1 to Toronto FC. 3-1 to one to Toronto. How can Toronto score fewer than three goals? I don't know. Uh, Toronto FC 4-0. Okay. Good Perfect. Lord. That's uh, fucking hyperbolic, don't you think? Hey, do you think about any of these calls? <laughs> Nope. Just that's that's I, actually that's that's the perfect that's the perfect way to like uh, predict predict scores. Uh, DC United versus San Jose Earthquakes. Uh, San Jose coming to DC United. I have actually a one-one draw. Calling a draw. Fuck you, DC United. <laughs> Qu- Quakes one to nothing. DC sucks. I'm calling the up DC United two one. Oh, going oh, against the grain. Shit, right. man. I f- right. We finally pressured him into saying something original. There right, we go. <laughs> Uh, Philadelphia Union hosting the Chicago Fire at the Fire, winning two to one. I got Fire one to nothing. They cooled off a little bit, but uh, they're still winnable. I have a one-one draw. All right, pussy. <laughs> All right. Uh, Columbus Crew hosting the New York Red Bulls. Red Bulls losing three to one to the Columbus Crew. Yeah, I got Crew and Red Bulls one-one tie. Uh, Columbus Crew winning two-one. Yeah, thanks, Jamie. All right, we, have, we already have Minnesota United versus uh, FC Dallas. I have one nothing. What do you have for Minnesota United Dallas? Two to one. Two what to one victory. For, what do you have for this game, Jamie? I have Minnesota United two to one. Okay. Molino and Ramirez are the goals. Molino and Ramirez. <laughs> if that's he's, what happens, you're coming he, back on this podcast. He's putting his balls out there and, <laughs> his and crystal saying, balls. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna advocate for this. That's that's Love awesome. I, I respect that. Respect All right. The shit out of that. Uh, Real Salt Lake versus Seattle Sounders. RSL's Really good at home. I have them winning two to one yep, against uh, the Sounders. Two two to nothing at the riot for RSL. Ooh, they got three nothing Real. Oh, really? You think Mike Pecky's? Are you much? for Real? Yeah. I'm fucking twitching my glasses that's, that's like an old comedian right. right now. Uh, Vancouver Whitecaps <laughs> hosting the Colorado Rapids. I have uh, a two nothing uh, Whitecaps win. 
What do you guys got? Three to nothing Vancouver Whitecaps when Vancouver is the up and down. coming. Uh, serious, Vancouver right now, best team in the West. Best right. forum, anyways. That's fair. Vancouver two to nothing. Uh, all right. Sporting Kansas City host LA Galaxy. LA Galaxy likes to win on the road, but Sporting Kansas City is one of the only teams that has not lost at home. I have Sporting Kansas City winning 3-1. to one. What do you got? I, I, you know what? I, this is my relative upset pick of the week. I got a 2-2 draw. I got uh, LA Galaxy surprising them. Sporting is playing the Open Cup and literally, literally right now while we're speaking. I think they're going to be playing on short rest and, and not have a perfect game. I got LA, LA Galaxy winning 1-0. Oh, you fucking moron. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, this LA is supposed to be hard, man. Yeah. <laughs> LA United versus the Montreal Impact. Um... This is in Atlanta. Uh, it's Montreal. They Montreal had their Montreal meltdown. Um, I have Atlanta winning eight to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, like that's a bold score, but no, I I've seen I've I have seen been less predicted eight to nothing. I have seen less uh, less ridiculous things predicted. I think um, I do have Atlanta United winning two to one. It's Atlanta. It's at home. Atlanta has looked dangerously good eight lately. Eight to nothing. I hope you're right. Good on Atlanta. I think we're all jealous of Atlanta. Fuck you, know, you I, Montreal. I wanted to hate Atlanta. Fuck Montreal. Montreal's a piece of shit city anyways. Fuck him in the poutine. <laughs> Fuck him in the poutine. <laughs> I have Atlanta winning 3-1. Three 3-1. To one. Three to one. That's the most reasonable score, I think. Yeah. Uh, the probably yes. <laughs> okay, last game. All right. Uh, Timbers uh, hosting Orlando City SC. I mean, Diego Verler is going to score his ninth straight uh, MLS goal, and sure. it's going to be 3-1 to one to uh, the Timbers. Is Valeri the hottest player in the league right now? Absolutely. Why, yeah, why would he be? <laughs> I was trying to... You know, sometimes in these kind of talk show formats, sometimes you'll set somebody up with a softball. I wasn't fucking challenging you. <laughs> why wouldn't he be, asshole? I I got, talk, talk, talk to Jamie. Yeah, he's got it. He's got insights. What do you got for this game? I got Portland winning 4-2. Goodness gracious! I gotta, I gotta. Six goals, <laughs> yeah, bud. Yeah, boy. I gotta <laughs> go big or go home. I gotta, I gotta two nothing win. Orlando City, uh, just not good, Bob. So that's the week that was. The week that's going to be. Let's uh, indulge our fantasies. Uh, I've asked you this before, Zeller. I'm gonna ask Jamie. Jamie, do you have any fantasies that you want to share on the podcast? That I, that I want to sh- actually share. What's 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 a fantasy that what's, you're willing what, to share? Them? What is your your favorite fantasy? No comment. No, 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 no. <laughs> that doesn't work. No. Damn it! Share it into the into the fucking microphone. My fantasy right now would be the USA winning the World Cup. Cut. You wouldn't share that? You were reticent about sharing that? (laughs) So, I mean, I guess, to to, to clarify that, how hard are you jerking off during the 2018 World Cup when the U.S. wins it in Russia? Like, expound on on that. It wouldn't be... At the watch party? I would be at the watch party. No, it's fine. (laughs) after the watch party. You can talk about how hard you're going to jerk off afterwards. Please talk about how, how hard you will jerk off during during that. So during the watch really, party. Go. Really, really hard. Yeah. I actually might have to go to the doctor afterwards. Like, literally, are you punching your dick so hard that you are jerking off? Your dick, that, you, that 
that we, that we won the World Cup? <laughs> might be. Might, yeah. Zeller, Zeller, what was your fantasy? What was it? Uh, I don't know. Speaking of the mic. It's about red, something about a redhead. <laughs> redhead. <laughs> I, I've always had this thing where, so like uh, a young lady, you know, a buxom young lady, is she'd like put gumballs into my butthole. And then she would put quarters into my mouth, and then, and then I would like shit out gum. Are you serious? Holy shit! No, I'm not serious. I'm just like a mean potatoes, like mom and pop sex kind of guy, like just a small business. Missionary, man on top, kind of sex guy. When I, when I said my fantasy, I didn't realize this is where we were going. You should have. Let's uh, let's talk about let's talk about fantasy soccer. How about that? Okay, okay, this is the thing we can do. We're, we're professionals, right? Yep, we can do yep, this. Yep, we are. We can uh, pull it together. Right, so, uh, MLS Fantasy. Um, yeah, uh, it's yeah. okay to just li- say you almost literally doubled me up this week. Yeah. <laughs> you did not get good at, at uh, MLS Fantasy this week. <laughs> uh, you had 71 points. I had 30, 138 points. Um, <laughs> I jumped up to seventh place. Uh, that's a big week and a big yeah, jump. Yeah, highest bought this year for a Dave, by the way. Hey, that's good. Yeah. Uh, you uh, remain in tenth place with uh, two thousand and seven points. It's no, it's <laughs> it's out of like thirty something. Uh, so yeah, fuck you. Fuck you, Jamie. <laughs> fuck you, Jamie. Not bad. Um, Costa Rica Loon had a kick-ass week this week, actually, though. He had 156 points. It's biz- so that's good bizarre. On, good on, that's good on to do. Um, the uh, top three hasn't changed in that league, so we're not going to talk about them at all, ever. <laughs> Brother yeah. Samadov remains on top. Spencer is in line to get 50 bucks guys. from me. Yeah, fuck those guys. <laughs> Let's uh, talk perfect, EPL. Perfect 11. Game week five. Uh, I had 124.25 points. Martin had 101 points. Again, in eighth place. Not last place in this league. No. I was in third place for the week. Uh, first place of this week actually was my wife. My lovely, amazing, uh, perfect, awesome wife. Avid listener to the Anna, podcast. Anna Freeberg, uh, who had 184.75 points. I saw, I saw Anna going to the bank and getting a roll of quarters. Yeah, I know what she's good about. Good for her. Good for her. Um, top three overall in the Perfect Eleven, which you can still join. Join the Perfect Eleven League. Yeah, it's, it's only week by week, yeah. really. We talk about cumulative scores. Yeah. Win the week. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dave's I know. Just join, just join that league. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm still first in that league because uh, I'm awesome. Uh, yeah. Charles, not in charge, is uh, second with 605.50 points. Uh, and Anna went from like literally eighth in that league to uh, third in the league with her big ass week. She's got 604.50 points. Um, offensive loose ends all the way in last place with 512 points. Well, let's start talking about the draft league. Okay, can we? How'd you do? 
Uh, another victory. I'm now four and oh. You it says three and oh here, that's not accurate. I think I, am I not four and oh? Yeah, I'm four and oh and oh. Um first place among everybody. Excellent strategy, excellent execution. Where are you? I'm in third place at three oh and one. Well, you know, if you if we have time after the podcast I can share a couple of pointers with you, help you kind of clean up the record there. Will you? Will you? Will you? Why don't you talk about your stupid Bundesliga thing? <laughs> All right. Uh, Bundesliga, still, uh, I'm in second place. The Pew 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 Lissick. Pew Pew. Pew Pew Pew. Um, uh, I, I want to point out, uh, so we do, we do have a Dave's I Know Bundesliga Fantasy League. You should join if you want to play Bundesliga, uh, Bundesliga Fantasy. It's awesome. Um, CD Azteca. Had 120 points. They won the, the they won the week, so good on them. Um, I had 74 74 points this week. I got to no idea. It's still in the first place. They jumped me last week. Fuck, fuck Nick. It's a great uh, name. Yeah, they got to no idea. Um, but I'm super close. I'm actually closer than you are to me in uh, EPL fantasy. So. Yeah, I got some gumballs uh, for you. Okay. Yeah, good, good, good luck. Uh, Liga is in third place with 304 points. So, we have some questions. All right, let's move on to All the right. questions. Let's hear it. Let's get some questions. Um, we'll let Jamie answer them if it's appropriate. That's, that's fair. So, my friend uh, Nick texted me this question. What the hell happened to Abara? Well, I th- I, I've already kind of answered that. I, I, I think I think he's not played the way that he succeeds uh, best. I think he's best when he can use his pace, runs directly at defenses. I don't think that's typically what he asks to do. He is asked to do. I think Heath wants more possession-oriented style. I don't think that's uh, Ibarra's style. How's that? Or is he talking about something else? Is there something that happened off the field that I don't know about? Or? No, I think I, I mean I think that makes makes a lot of sense. Like it's it, it's he's not Heath's guy. Like we talk, we talked about earlier, like. He's not one of Heath's guys, and Heath has a different uh, interpretation of like a wingers that Abara does not fit, and so that's unfortunate. I don't know. I, al- I also think Abara is a confidence player, and when his confidence is down, he doesn't play well. So I think him going down to Lyon really took a hit on him because he wasn't playing at all. He's come up here; he hasn't played much. I think once he starts playing regularly and gets his confidence back up, which I don't know if it's going to happen with Heath. So. Well, that's the chicken and egg situation. Is you know, even even if you don't fault Heath, and there's there's fault to go for Heath, any coach, how long do you let a lack of confidence ride, hoping that consistency will turn it around for that player before you're like, boy, that was five games wasted, or you know, it's it's always a tough call. There's no doubt about it with a player like that, but um, that's, a, that's a good insight. I appreciate that. What other questions we got? Oh, okay. Um, this is like a. Are you guys TV guys or or no? Okay. Not really. I, I know you're not because you have kids. So you well, and because I'm fucking very cool and I don't sit around the tube. But yeah. Is is really is that what you think? That's what everybody thinks. You sure? What's the question? Sure, that's a thing you think. The thing is, what's the question? Okay. Um, also from my friend Nick, uh, 
Can we trust anyone in society who doesn't recognize that Rick and Morty is the best show on television? I've never seen a single episode of Rick and Morty. Again. Okay, perfect. I would say yes, you can, because I've never watched a fucking episode. So. All right, you, bo- you are both wrong. You are both wrong. Rick and Morty is the best show on, on TV. Well, it sounds good. What's, uh, what's the next question? Uh, so, Bor- so uh, Borrow the Tale, Luke actually asked us if he should dedicate his entire Twitter feed to trolling Montreal fans in French. I already told him yes. But do, you, like, do you know French? I don't know French. Well, neither do I, but, so how do you... But apparently, uh, Luke Craig knows French. Does he? Yeah. Oh. Some, some, like, oui, very, oui. He's, he's, like, he's got some Quebecois French. Oh, so sure. I think the answer to this question is yes, right? We give him access to he the account? He should definitely... Yes, we should give him TDIK uh, access. Full and, like, access. Throw right. the shit out of Montreal fans, right? Hell yeah. That's, yeah. All right. Cool. Great suggestion, Luke. Thank you. We'll take it under advisement. What uh, What else we got here? <laughs> All right. You guys, are, you guys are the fucking worst. Um, <laughs> so, Robert well, I don't Red. watch Rick and Morty. I don't know French. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you, you – actually, Dan Marty, you might you would enjoy Rick and Morty, I think. I probably would. I just don't want very mu- watch very much TV. All right. Um, <laughs> so, Robert the asks – Will MNUFC reach 10 wins? 10 wins? Yeah. What are we at now, 8? I think so, yeah. yeah. So we need to uh, beat FC Dallas, like FC all the Dallas at home. And then and, get one more. And then beat someone on the road or beat F- uh, Kansas City I, at home. Let me say this. I, I, th- I think we can. I th- I'm going to call it exactly 10 wins because I think we can beat FC Dallas. And I think this is a team that is um, – has confidence that's improving. I think we can sneak a win out of another circumstance. I, I'm not sure which game it's going to be. Uh, I think we can do exactly 10 wins. That, that Kansas City game is going to be tricky because it, it is during an international break. So We are disproportionately hit by international breaks for a team that is bad enough to seem like nobody should be playing for their country. But That's because the cl- it's the club. they ask the clubs if they want to play during the international breaks. And because of our stadium situation, we have to take those. Well, we have to, we have to assent to uh, Jamie. Jamie knows his shit on that. There's people that, making out in the bar right now. Holy shit! Look at this. Those people are firmly making out. What do you think? Are we gonna get to ten wins? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Hard, hard no. So, so you think we're gonna beat Dallas and that's it? Okay. All right. Or Kansas City. We'll beat one of those teams. One of the teams. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Robert the Red, awesome question. Thank you. All right. Uh, so, MJ. Uh, Dude's got his tongue in that woman's ear. I'm not even fucking kidding. Yeah. No, right. <laughs> Extremely uh, unsanitary. Can you and Martin do an intro mimicking voices of Rocky the Squirrel and Bullock of the Moose? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't looked at the... Uh, Maybe we can, MJ? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like, MJ, let's take that offline. Let me watch a YouTube video yeah. of that shit, and I'll figure out whatever it is like, you're talking about. Like the, the squirrel is, is a lot like higher pitched than either than of a us moose? generally have. I would yeah. say from a scientific so, standpoint, that makes a lot of no. sense. Um, so Goldfish Fibers asked, what is the clearance uh, price on those? That was, uh, I think, my asking of... Uh, uh, last chance 
dicks on questions. So I, I don't understand anything you just said. Can you string that together for us? <laughs> Fire on to the next one. <laughs> Why is... This is from Colin Solberg, a guy who uh, occasionally, if he uh, feels up to it, contributes to our fucking website. Uh, why is FC Dallas bad? Also, what, ha what happened to your hashtag games? I don't really like that guy. <laughs> no, I nobody mean, does. Me too. <laughs> so we just spent like a half hour talking about why FC Dallas is bad. Uh, offense is the problem and co connectivity between the midfield and the, the what strikers. Ha what happened to our hashtag games? We did it for like three weeks. Uh, it wasn't and very no popular. And no one did shit. Yeah, that's the biggest reason it went away is because nobody was playing it. Yeah, I'll bring back hashtag wars if people fucking yeah, play Colin it. Yeah, Colin Solberg, do some shit yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, You have easy. literally nothing else to do. Easy, easy. You have a shitty-ass job Yeah, doing ticket shit. Yeah. Working from home. Be Play on hashtag wars. Yeah. Be on, <laughs> be on internet sometimes, Colin. Not hard. Okay. Right. Other questions? Cool. Uh, yes. Good Lord, look at all these questions. <laughs> God, we don't have time for uh, this. So, at uh, Kato Dark Odds, our friend Zion Mankato, um, asked, at Cavani Official or at Neymar Jr., the new at Everyday Column parody account, yay or nay, this T-Wolves guy, winning edition or loserdom? I don't necessarily understand what I, I just copied and pasted that from Twitter. I don't understand any of that. So I think so. Here's the thing. I think it's like, would you rather have Cavani or Neymar taking your 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 penalties? Taking my penalties? Yeah. What are the I other? Uh, Neymar. Cool. All right. I have Cavani, but okay. Well, there you go. The new Everyday Callum parody account. Have you seen that? No, I don't even know what that is. I haven't is. either. Uh, so, yeah, we're not, we're, we're we're not going there. Reserve, reserve. Thanks for the question. Yeah. Uh, this T-Wolves guy, winning edition or Minnesota loser? So, Chris Wright, the new the new T-Wolves guy, yay or nay? Oh, I get it. Um, I, 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 I say yay. I think I've it's a win. I've met the guy. I think the guy is, like, he's super down. Like he understands Minnesota soccer. Um, I think he's got some connections. I think this guy's going to be a really good sort of bridge for for us in the next, you know, three to seven years. Well, one thing I'm I'm surprised more people didn't talk about is at the top of this club currently between Bill McGuire and Nick Rogers, we don't have sports executive experience. I mean, they 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 became sports executives when they bought Minnesota United, but. They're not, you know, that's not their background, really. This is a dude who's a career sports executive, uh, success with a couple of teams here locally. Uh, I think he's going to bring the right business acumen to that side of it, a, a kind of side of it. And I actually like Nick. I, I, not everybody loves Nick. I like Nick. Um, but I like Nick. I, I, don't, I don't think that he's obviously perfectly cut for the role that and what not. it required. And so I, I think, uh, yeah, absolutely. I like even, even if it was, even if it wasn't clean, not cut for this. Right, right. And even if it wasn't Chris Wright, I like the idea that we're filling a role, creating the role, filling the role with somebody with that kind of experience. Cool. So, right. what else? Um, so Luke, more Luke, Charlie Brown Christmas Christmas special versus the Grinch who stole Christmas. I don't like peanuts at all. It's got to be Grinch. Ah. Uh, I kind of. 
I Peanuts is way. boring as what hell you, to me. What you, Jamie, what do you got? I'm going both. Why not watch them both? Well, you have to pick one, one, one or the other. Like you, you literally have to like murder one. I'm, I'm a greedy cap. I'm no, a greedy, no, I'm you. A greedy capitalist. <laughs> I'm watching both. No, you literally <laughs> have to murder one. After murder one. Murder one and only Mary watch the other one. Marry, fuck, kill. For the rest <laughs> Charlie of your life. Brown. You only, the Grinch. You have Cindy to, Lou Who. You have to murder. <laughs> yes, exactly. You have to murder that. Like murder one and like only watch that one for the rest of your life. What you got? You got you got, go you got Grinch? Grinch? Okay. That, that's, that's, Grinch must be that much more compelling. Answer. Yeah. That's correct. Answer. Okay. Right. Is that all um, the questions? No, and then the final is that the fi- listen, we got a bu- we got a shift of questions because I put my shit out on, on Facebook where you know I'll have my I'll We're my very popular on Facebook. Friends and, and you know, friends and fans hanging out. Um, poutine versus nachos. What you got? Oh poutine all day long. An aggressive. <laughs> what do you got? P- poutine in every angle. Nachos. Really? Yeah, I'm going nachos. What? I don't like Canadian food. <laughs> okay, well, whatever. <laughs> oh, I don't like all that. I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> would you call nachos actually like any kind of Latino food, or is that absolutely an American creation? All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a. Uh, a bomb in here is that poutine is just Canadian nachos. <laughs> Boom. Out. Mike's All right. Up. You can find us at davesiknow.com. That's where we do our daily soccer uh, rants. Uh, at TDIKMN on Twitter. Jamie, where can we find you? At 007 Napoleon. Yeah, that's really hard to find. Um <laughs> At Texas Island for me, at Offensive underscore Lewis for Martin. Uh, email us questions at the names I know, uh, mn at gmail.com. Special thanks to Jamie for showing up here. Yeah, Didn't even you, plan Jamie. it. Yeah. And we put me. you on the spot a lot. Thanks, man. Thanks we are the, absolutely. Uh, we are the Daves You Know. This has been the Daves I Know. As you do yours, land here, become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Who the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. Do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all, son, 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 y'all,